This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello everybody and welcome to the Super J Cast. I'm Joel, joined by a very sleepy David McDonald and a very exhausted Joel as the Super J Cast hangs on by a thread. It really it's is. dying on its ass. <laughs> it's got a... It, uh, it's, um, the logistics of this is just... Um, it's it's tough and it's and unfortunately it's not going to get any easier, Joel. I'm, I'm, I've, I've, I've concerns. To say the least. Um, I mean, eager-eared listeners might have picked up at the end of last week's show, which ended abruptly. (laughs) She was deep frying some pork with garlic, and then it it splattered in her eye, and you can hear her screaming at the end of the podcast, Joe, when are you going to finish? I got oil in my eye. (laughs) So I had to end that quite quickly. And so there have been lots of negotiations this week on on whether or not the show can continue. Uh, (laughs) Really, We're I mean, here for this week. So I, what I would say to you, listener, is just cherish every episode you get from this point onwards because it could be your last. <laughs> we never know what's going to happen. Um, was there was there serious discussion of Joel? I, I, I you can't I can't have you doing this. I can't have you being out of pocket for two hours. Was there was there definitely a conversation about that? No, it wasn't that. It was just at that specific time of the evening where Mally's usually busy getting Esther's dinner ready. So Mally's proposed that either do it after Esther's gone to bed, which we can't because that's your work day, or doing it uh, early morning for me before I go to work. But now that I'm back to work at full time, right. that would involve me like getting up at, at the latest, like 5 a.m., and no. then I'd have to leave after, I would have to pull the plug after about an hour and a half. And I don't think that, that would make for good audio. But uh, on the plus side, Bangkok is starting to open up a little bit here. So the parks are open again. Okay. Uh, restaurants and cafes are open a bit. So that does uh, give more options for uh, Mally and Esther to do stuff yep. and, and not have to be stuck in the house while, uh, while we're recording. Okay. So there's a little bright news there. Okay. So it's not all doom and gloom. Then we have a little, we have a little, you know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel here, right? Yeah, I would think so. Because right. everything's changing for me now because this is, well, the second week of me actually physically going back to work since January 2020. I mean, I've been doing this online nonsense for a year and a half now. So actually getting up early and having a commute and going to work. The, the classes are still online for now. I mean, there are talks about getting the kids back into school at some point, which is really exciting. Uh, so we had our first day of teaching online today, um, which, you know, even the fact that it was online, I, as a teacher, I always get anxious the day before, oh, sure. the night before the first day of school. So I didn't really sleep well last night, which is silly. You know, I've been doing this for more than 10 years now, but you just, I still can't help getting those butterflies of the, you know, the, I guess it's the unknown really. So, yeah. uh, but it, I am, I'm grateful to actually be able to go through that process of getting up and going to work and having... Uh, colleagues to talk to and all that stuff, which you sort of might take for granted and might become a, a burden, but I've missed it personally, even though it does mean I have to say goodbye to the family in the morning. Usually by the time I leave, Esther's still asleep, but a couple of times she's been away. The first time when I left, she had a meltdown. Because oh. it's 
never happened to her before with daddy going out for the whole day. But then like a couple of days later, she just waved me off. She's like, bye-bye. And was waving oh. at me. <laughs> I, as I went around the corner, I could hear a little bit of fuss. and like, eh, but that stopped pretty quickly. So uh, we're, we're making progress, David. They're doing all right. All right. Just little, little, as they say, baby steps, right? Good. I mean, I I know everyone was uh, ready to kick us out the door. We were, we were ready to put some uh, a, a shovel of dirt on the grave. Uh, but everyone can relax. So, sorry, keeping it strong style. We're still here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can tell. We love those guys. You know, we're not throwing any shade at them, but they would absolutely love it if we oh. could this, wouldn't they? <laughs> they they're, they're like, they're, they're, they're trying to throw banana peels on this whole deal. Uh, yeah, I know. That's, it's, it's, all, it's all in fun. But yes, it's um, it has become a little bit hectic, hasn't it? Um, but again, G one season right around the corner. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I saw who did I say? I saw uh, Lanza or you know voices. Uh, I don't know if it was Richard or Joe um, talking about G one coverage, and I was just like, these guys are still doing this. <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're doing daily audio, right? We're, we're, oh. Every night, live, immediate reaction. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it to you. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I'm on a bed. Um, yeah, that's right around the corner. And then we got, what? Well, well, I mean, even further around the corner, staring us in the face is outdoor show. At, uh, I still call it the Sabo Dome. I think that's how people remember. When people talk about MetLife Stadium, there's a MetLife Stadium in New York. And every time Kevin Kelly says MetLife Stadium, and I'm like, what are you in? They're in fucking New York? And I have to remind myself now it's the Sabo Dome. Um, uh, yeah. I, I, I think it's funny that you shared that tweet. I did, I did catch that you shared that tweet of our logistics. It's just tough. You live on the other side of the fucking world. I live on the other side of the world from you. We both work. You've got kids and COVID, but yet still. Let it be known. Let it, let it be known. I can't think of any other reason why we're doing this other than we like talking to each other, number one. That is, Damon, that's literally it. It's the fact that it is a pleasure for me to chat to you for two hours a week. <laughs> that's it. It's not about <laughs> responsibility it. to the show. It's not about... Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> it's not about... I don't even have responsibility to my own family, let alone this dopey podcast. <laughs> it's not about being a, a voice, a leader... In 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 uh, the, not only the New Japan community but but the pro wrestling community, not, it's that 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 doesn't weigh heavy on your shoulders. Um, not for New Japan pro wrestling, which according to the uh, popularity on Reddit poll is right down with uh, <laughs> NXT and uh, WWE Raw. So oh really? There's a poll. <laughs> yeah. Well, really? I can't remember. It, it was something that popped up on Twitter about a little survey. So uh, we're in the mud, Damon. Is that right? I mean, are we above impact? <laughs> that's our goal. That's a, good, that's a good question. I'd have to check. I mean, if, we, if we're if we're in impact land, we're fucked. I don't even that we can't. Strong style can keep this shit. He's the, they're they're the king of the dipshits now. You know what I mean? Great, congratulations. We'll give you the crown. Um, okay, so this is the Reddit census. Do you regularly watch 
any yes response. So, okay. oh no, okay, we're, we're not in the impact zone. So, impact is at 12%. Okay. Raw is at 17%. New Japan, 22%. NXT, 23%. Uh-huh. SmackDown, 28%. NXT TakeOver, 44%. WWE main roster pay per views, 53%. AEW pay per views, 68%. And AEW Dynamite, 70%. So, <sighs> Uh, we are we are circling the drain, Damon. We've, we've got to pull our fingers out. Maybe if we if we did a better podcast, this wouldn't be happening. Ah, <laughs> uh, and listen, we we can, we can only do so much on the limited funds that we get, aka I zero. To, <laughs> I need to see a fucking chiropractor. The amount I've been carrying this company <laughs> in the last oh, twelve months. I know. I mean, seriously, the 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 work that we have put in 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 trying. To create some buzz is it's uh, it's madness, isn't it? It's madness. Yeah, you, uh, you like these strong lineups coming up, listeners. You're welcome. <laughs> right. I mean, again, I don't want to sit here and, and toot a horn, but Joel was, was you know, if you're if you were looking for a a person or a a reason why, even look, even the hardcore New Japan fans were like. I'm not sitting and fucking watching Strong. And every week, Joel would be here. I'm going to talk about Strong and be like, all right, dude, you, you knock yourself out. Uh, go for it. I got I got Rocky Romero on the phone to me every weekend. Is it is it still good, Joel? Should we keep going? <laughs> yeah. yeah, Rocky, it's still good. Yeah. Well, it did pay off in, in a certain sense, Joel, as as uh, I'll share with the listeners. I, I will be in Philadelphia um, on both <laughs> uh, what, October, was it 16th and 17th? Both nights. I am um, I am credentialed. So <laughs> so if anything, uh, it is a, we have made a name for our, ourselves strong enough so that uh, it was a, it was a breeze just contacting the company and uh, it was right on in instant email back. So uh, they know where their bread is buttered. Hopefully, <laughs> big deal, Damon. And not only that, you get to see Will Ospreay, Lance Archer, Minoru Suzuki. They're all mm-hmm. coming to Philly, so that's exciting. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna wear a Groucho Marx glasses for half those people because I don't want them to know it's me. <laughs> Are you Damon? What the fuck you say on the show? I like, I need that in my life. Ah, that won't happen. It better not. I'll just be like, look, dude, it's a fucking show. What do you want from me? Um, uh, we got a lot to talk about here today, though, right? I mean, this is not like we're just sitting here, you know, with thumbs in our asses. We got a big show to preview, right? Um, and we have a couple things to review that I watched the other day, uh, junior related. That were pretty fucking good, pretty fucking good shows. Uh, let me let me take that back. Let me, pretty good fucking matches shows. Uh, but there were some gems, and um, I don't know if if there is a buzz about that uh, Hiromo Doki match as much as there should be, but I thoroughly fucking enjoyed that, and I'm sure we'll get deeper into that in a moment. I mean, if we're looking at these uh, midweek shows that just passed, these Coracle and Hole shows, we've got two uh, new young lines we've got to talk about. Yep. And yeah, two, what I thought were really excellent singles matches in the junior division. Dare I say, that's breathed a bit new, uh, a bit of new life into that division. It feels a lot fresher than it did before. One guy but helps. Only- <laughs> yeah. One guy helps. But the only thing fresher than this freshness in the junior division <laughs> is the freshness you get, Damon, from our friends over at Hello Fresh. Got the name right this week. It did. He did very good. Uh, I, you know, I can't. Uh, 
uh, you can't believe how, how uh, much feedback we've gotten, positive feedback, uh, at least from my end, uh, that uh, HelloFresh is on board. And, you know, again, for, for a show that has uh, a reputation as ours, uh, it might seem like a pairing that is odd or a pairing that might be uh, strange to some. But, but think not, because everyone enjoys a healthy, healthy meal. Uh, everybody right, and, and David, you, you have the privilege of being friends with me on Instagram, mm. and you get to see the wonderful meals that I'm cooking. Like, we love cooking here on the Super J Cast. I tell you, I, I, if this were available in the States, uh, I would say that you would be on board, right? And again, during COVID, it was a bit of a struggle when it came to um, – even just going to the market and getting food. And so these delivery services pop up and they seem like a really great idea. Even before that, and I was like, okay, let's, let's, let's give this a shot. And we tried them all. Uh, um, I, I can't say we tried them all, but we tried a lot of them. And I'll tell you what, HelloFresh was right there. Um, and the food uh, was pretty amazing. In the sense that you're cooking meals that are almost step-by-step step laid out for you to cook and make. And, and, and dare I say, it was fun, right? So again, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients, mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. That's the concept. Uh, it skips the trips to the grocery store, which can be, ugh, I can't. I, that is one thing I hate in my life is going to the grocery store. Can't fucking stand it. Uh, but HelloFresh, it makes coming home cooking fun. Uh, it's easy. And what's really weird is that you actually save money because you're eating what they're bringing. They're bringing enough so that you know you feed your family or yourself or what have you. And that's it. There's very minimal waste. It's, it's why it's America's number one meal kit, Joel. Um, look, fall is a busy season, right? We just, we, we open the podcast with it. Hello, fresh recipes, save time. You'd otherwise spend meal planning, shopping and shopping. Oh, so you can get back on to uh, what matters. You can get back on with baby Esther. I can get on with staring at my walls and watching hockey and all that stuff, right? It's a big family friendly menu too. It's a big win for back-to-school season. Easy, delicious recipes for drama-free dinners. 50 menu items and market items to choose from every week. You got uh, If you're a vegetarian, they have vegetarian meals and calorie-smart choices as well. For those of you uh, looking to shave off a couple pounds, right? Uh, and they have uh, extra special gourmet options. Extra special gourmet options. That's pretty great you know, for, for something that's delivered to your front doorstep. Pretty great. Uh, there's something for everyone to enjoy. Recipes designed and tested by professional chefs, nutritional experts. So they're both involved. A meeting of the, the superpowers of food combining for you to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. Again, I'm a big fan of the HelloFresh, and I want you to be as well and experience this. If you're on the fence, if you're like, oh, I always wonder what you wanted to try these things. I always wanted to see what they're like and um, and they sound pretty easy and they sound pretty, you know, it sounds like a no brainer, right? Well, it is. You're on the fence. 
let me see if I can uh, give you a little helping hand, right? Again, we don't like to leave you empty-handed at the Super J cast. We're going to give you a little hookup here. Here's what you want to do. Go to HelloFresh.com slash V-O-W-14. All one word. V-O-W, Voices of Wrestling. V-O-W-14 and use the code V-O-W-14 for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. I'm going to repeat that because that's huge. HelloFresh.com slash V-O-W-14. Use the code V-O-W-14 for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. That is a hell of a fucking deal, if if I may say so myself. So, again, if you're on the fence and you want to kind of experiment with this, see what it's all about, now is the time to get on board, right? It's easy. Uh, Again, you're eating legitimate meals. No more bowls of cereal for dinner, kids, right? No more slap together a sandwich, a peanut butter sandwich. No more... Uh, I'm just going to go run to McDonald's or Burger King or Pizza Hut or whatever. Uh, it's all right there. It's easy. The ingredients are portioned out so that it's easy to cook. The directions are clear. Where There's pictures. HelloFresh.com slash VOW14. Use the code VOW14 for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. Get on it right now. HelloFresh.com is our friends. We appreciate them hopping on board, and uh, I think this is a good deal for everybody. Again, HelloFresh.com slash VOW14. Use VOW14 for up to 14 free months with HelloFresh. Outstanding. Definitely recommend that to all our listeners. HelloFresh, get on board. So um, let's talk about Summer Struggle 2021. Uh, Specifically, these Korokin Hall shows, uh, we saw debuts for our new young lines, Oh Yohei God. Oiwa yeah. and Kosei Fujita. Uh, both of them, they look incredible, like already absolutely jacked, shredded. Uh, Shota Umino, take note, please. <laughs> they look up completely. Fundamentals are all there. You know, the basic technique. The snap is there, Damon. The snap. Mm. Uh, lots of growling. They can, they can work a shoulder. Selling uh, surprisingly polished this early on. Good intensity. Uh, I like having Yuto Nakashima at ringside, barking at them. That was a nice touch. Um, yep. And, you know, I, I said it last week, it's tough to draw too many conclusions this early, uh, but it's exciting to see some new blood in the ring. The domestic roster is very stale at the moment. There's no two ways about it, which is not the company's fault, but this certainly helps. Crowd really into it. They managed to generate a lot of drama with the Boston Crab spots as the timer ran out. Um, I'm seeing a lot of buzz about these lads. People are really high on them. People are excited, Damon. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, they're new faces. It's it's something to be excited about, and, and once again, as we say with all the young lions, when we they first kick in, it's fun to follow their career and and their path. Um, and this is another example of two young. They look young. I, I mean, to me, they look younger than that. I remember any other uh, young lions debuting. They looked like kids, probably because they they probably are. Um, but they just looked very young. Again, fit. They, you know, but it's just there it was just something about a, either I'm getting older, which I am, or they're, they're like they're they're picking up kids in friggin' middle school, <laughs> bringing them in. Um, and another thing that was pointed out is, and and ha- and it also had me wondering too, the 
they the debut, the in-ring debut, was a little bit quicker than normal. And I think COVID had something to do with that because, again, you could put these guys on a show, 10 minutes, have them do their, you know, their, their, their thing. They're, they're growling and they're headbutting with each other and, you know, arm barring and leg locking and simple, simple, simple pro wrestling, but at a high intensity. And again, you can open the, open a show. And now, now you have people invested in your opening match, even more so than, you know, just sticking out a random six man tag. But again, if, you know, it was mentioned that, you know, in the past, it would be a year or so before these guys would step foot in a ring. And now, you know, they debuted in what, or they hit the dojo in what, April that I hear or March. Yep. yep and then, that's correct. Yeah. And then popping them in the ring. So I don't know if that would help or hinder their, their progression. I, I personally, I think it would help. Um, again, we're not asking them to hit a shooting star press in, in a 20 minute match. We're asking them to to do the basics and do it fundamentally sound and do it well and and with intensity and try to uh, make a connection and and show that fire and passion and again it seems like easier things in the pro wrestling world but for a person you know this is their first three matches um, but that takes time that even that takes time so um, I don't know it just gives it a little bit more. It gives us as fans a little bit more to sink their teeth into with these shows. It gives us a little bit something more to look forward to. Um, that's my personal enjoyment from it. It, it. It's it's so much better than you know. Again, a, a random six man tag. We got you know something to look forward to. And and here's the thing: we know that the majority we're, we're in a building phase. I, I guarantee we'll see a lot more time limit draws. They've, that's, that's what they do. That's how they book these things out. Um, do not give anyone a definitive edge. There's subtle edges. P- people might, you know, the last one, um, Boston Crabs locked in and time limit expired, you know. And if it was maybe another minute, he would have gotten a win. Or if, it, you know, if we locked it in a minute earlier, he would have gotten a win. So, again, there's little tiny points in there. And that's why they do it the fucking best. At the, you know, for all our bitching and moaning about, New Japan throughout the past two or three years. Uh, that's one thing that they'll, they, they, they get right and they get right every single time. Yeah. Big, big thumbs up for me. Um, like I said, it's just pre- previous years in New Japan, they've had the luxury of being able to cycle talent in and out of various tools, but they haven't had that this time. So, you know, we're getting sick of seeing the same old faces again and again, and I'm sure they're sick of working the tours as well. So it's just good to see some new blood in there. Uh, Let's talk about the fourth match on this show on Friday, a special singles match with Robbie Eagles, the junior champion, uh, defeating Master Watto in a non-title match after 17 minutes, 32 seconds with a Ron Miller special. I do have to say, I think Master Watto's still got to get rid of that stupid soccer mum haircut. He looks like an idiot, but he is improving. I think he's improving a lot. Um, I mean, first of all, Robbie, Robbie Eagles, he's great. I mean, he once again proves he's one of the best at structuring a leg match. Like it's a central part of most of his matches, the way he finishes people with a Ron Miller special. And I thought here, Master Watto was really good. This was one, maybe, maybe the best Master Watto match I've seen. Uh, he 
well, I mean, the, the selling, he started really well on his end when he kicked the ring post. That was great. But he's a guy with a, a very sort of dynamic high-flying move. So it doesn't mesh well with uh, consistent knee selling. So he, he blew it off in the middle of the match. But whatever, you know, I'm not going to get outraged over that because uh, most wrestlers do that, to be fair. But aside from that, that's, you know, one tiny nitpick. I thought he was really good here. Like, I can feel his confidence growing, especially the bit where Robbie started slapping him around. And then Watto fired up. They were laying into each other with chest kicks. Like, we don't get to see too many striking exchanges like this from Watto. So he is adding more strings to his bow. I mean, they really stepped up the pace towards the end. And it was it was very good, I thought. Uh, yeah, one of my favorite Watto matches I can remember. And this time last year, I got the feeling from him that he was almost overthinking things. And in those moments of, of doubt and uncertainty, um, sequences or, or ambitious moves tended to fall apart and to my mind that stopped happening which is really encouraging that he is noticeably improving and his selling in the last couple of minutes was great he you know he was clutching the ref's leg in desperation before he tapped so i thought he was really impressive here master Watto. um i i mean i i can agree with you to a certain point um has there been improvement yes is it even close to where I thought it would be after all this time? No. I still think he's he has issues. I don't know if it's confidence. I don't know if it's if it's just clarity. I don't know if it's if he loses himself in the ring. I don't know if it's uh, some things he just looks a little lost on. Um and again, we're throwing flowers on a, you know, these are compliments that I would be thinking we would be, you know, throwing them at, you know, <laughs> the young lions and any one of them that just graduated. These are compliments that we would pass along to them. This is a guy that's been here for two years, right? It's been has it been two years, you know, since his debut, uh, you know, and his excursions, and you know, he's, you know, these are things that I would have hoped he had already sorted out. Um, he is. It feels like he is so behind in in where he should be. Um, and this is coming from a guy who, before he left for excursion, I'm I was talking about you know coming back and and competing for singles gold out of the gate. Whew. I don't think we're anywhere near where we need to be with that. Was the match good? Yeah, yeah, okay, yes. Is that is that Robbie Eagles? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, and uh, let's put it this way. Uh, and I mean this as a compliment, by the way. <laughs> I know when people put that little <laughs> qualifier on there, it's usually not. But I really am. Like, he didn't cause the match to be bad. Like, he wasn't the, a, a reason why the match you know, would have went bad. It, it wasn't a bad match. Like he didn't drag down the match, but I feel like he kept up with Robbie Eagles. I feel like he kept up with Robbie, Robbie Eagles, as opposed to both guys pushing each other to make a make, make a great match. Um, and again, we're throwing compliments on a guy that, boy, I, I, I thought we would have been well past these these type of these type of things. That we're checking the box on for Master Watto. Uh, we're, you know, this this should have been a while ago. So, whatever the case may be, but 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 
it was one of the best Master Watto matches. How high is that bar? <laughs> that's that's another question altogether. But yes, I will say it is one of the best Master Watto matches I've seen. I I'm just not sold on Master Watto. I don't think I actually was sitting and watching this match in my beautifully refurbished office, Joel. By the way. Uh, where I mounted a TV right in my my viewing distance, where my work desk is just perfect, perfect. I don't. I just have to turn my head just a slight bit. TV right there, uh, and I'm thinking, I don't think this guy's with New Japan in in another year or two. I think he's one of those guys. If like if money were tight, let's just say, let's just say, and again, nobody wants this. Nobody wants this. But again, I'm going to give you a gloom and doom scenario, Joel. They got to make roster cuts. They got to trim some some money, balance some books. Master Watto is at the top of the list of the people who get cut, right? Like he's working, he's working Basara, right? He's going to be working with Tajiri uh, on you know doing the rounds on the Japanese Indies, right? He's he's that guy, right? Right? Am I not wrong? No, no, I don't think so. You know, he's a, a very young. He's one of their homegrown dojo boys, and I, I doubt he's on like a really lucrative contract to the point at which they, they need to jettison him to keep themselves afloat. No, I, t- I love the way we've gone from me saying, "Yeah, this is the one of, this is the best Master Watto match." To you saying he's going to be working for Pesari in twelve months. <laughs> I'm just saying, I get, I'm giving you a wacky scenario, but the, of, the, of the wacky scenario, he's the leader of the pack. Uh, and, and listen, let's not and you know it's not like New Japan doesn't make cuts and and says okay we're done with this guy and usually it's for reasons that are you know the guy's a troublemaker or you know the guy maybe got in trouble with the law or you know stuff like that that they're they're willing to turn their back and quicker to turn their back on. I'm just saying if there had to be roster cuts, Master Watto's at the top of the list. I'm sorry, uh, I know I know look I think people project their wants on him. And I don't think maybe I project my don't wants, but 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 I don't know why I would because I I want him to be good. I loved him. I, I again I had big things in store for Master Huato, but I don't you know. I just I just feel like we're it's a it's like a a, a poor performing student that we're now saying oh great job you you got a C plus, <laughs> you know. Okay, all right, great job. What do you think would be his next steps then? Um, the biggest challenge I think at this point is making him feel like a guy who is important. That's I think that's because he has just this luster of 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 a boob. And I don't, I, you have to, like, the, the gimmick doesn't help. And you see that that gimmick has been toned down a little bit, right? It, it felt like, to me, it had been, especially in this match. Like, did you feel like the the like the master, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, like, the, his, like his, his hair is looking less blue. Uh, Tenzan seems to pull back a bit, especially in the backstage promos. It feels like we're starting to see... More Hiro Kawato these yeah. days. Yeah, you know, it, it's it, it's again like one of those 
things where it's just I just think the perception of him and his debut I think was one of the the, the biggest botches of, of New Japan. Like the the way that he was brought in that that vignette the, the video package that um the get, getting his ass beat by Doki who again again we're going to throw some flowers at later on so don't worry. Um but again the at that time Doki was I think Doki's in a better position right now than than Master Wato. Let's put it that way. And Doki was was you know kind of like the the I don't want to say the running joke, but he, but Doki for for in the beginning was a bit of a meme, right? Yes, I think that's yeah. fair. Yeah, right. He, you know, so you know, in my mind, Doki's well blasted past. Uh, um. Kawato here. But here's the thing. It's not that difficult to do. Like, if he came out there and had what he's going to need one. But if he came out there and had some real fucking bangers of matches, like if he put out like a performance like Doki has in the past couple, you know, spotlight performances, I think he would lose that that label of his. This was one of those matches that you think he could have, right? And he did. Yeah, if he if they're consistently like, I was going to say this year's best of the Super Junior could be, I don't want to say make or break, because I don't think if he has a poor best of the Super Juniors, he's going to get cut or anything. But I think this is the, the tournament, assuming we're getting it later this year, where I want to see consistent high quality matches from him. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he needs to have a really great performance to, to, to knock off this label he has. Um, because it probably says something that how depleted the junior division is. He hasn't sniffed a shot at that IWGB right. junior heavyweight title. Right. Right. What does that tell you? They don't trust him to do it. I wouldn't trust him to do it. Would you? No, he's not a credible threat to it. Not, not only a credible if, if threat. If he does win it, it will feel completely unearned. Okay. And, and not only that, I'm just saying from a... Is this a guy that you would want to put in a big spotlight match? Like, there's nobody on this no, roster. He would freeze up and right. end up tripping over his own feet. Right, he's going to hurt somebody or something or himself. Right, that's the that's what I'm saying. So it's like, okay, and again, we're not talking about a guy who hasn't been in the ring a long time. You know. It's been a while. He's been in pro wrestling for a while. He's. Are you giving him? I always say, and we always say, you know, there's not a guy on this roster that if they get the tap on the shoulder, they could go. I still think that he could. I. I, I don't know. I have doubts in my mind. He's he's one of the only guys I have severe doubts in my mind. Like even like a guy like Fale can be carried. Right, even though I mean, Folly might be a bad example because he hasn't been in the ring for a long time. But you get my point. Like even at the at the at when when Folly was getting a push, you put him in the ring with an Okada, you put him in the ring with Tanahashi, you put him in the ring with Naito, you put him in the ring with Ibushi. You know, we can work around his his shortcomings, and they usually did. I mean, I'll give you. Could he have a great match with Hiromo? Based on what I saw against Robbie, 
See? Oh. Right. <laughs> if, if, if it was a cartwheel death mat, I would not be making that bet with you. Right. He could. I think the tools are there, but whether or not he would, there's too much uncertainty in my mind at this point. Because we haven't you. seen it consistently enough. Thank you. But, but if I said, okay, Doki, yep. If I said, even if I said Bushi, can Bushi have a great match with Hiromo? Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Right. Say what you will about Bushi. Tap on the shoulder. He can go. Yeah. I don't know if I if if you could say that for him for Master Wato, right? I cannot sit here with confidence and say yes. I would love to be able to. I don't think I can, and I can go down again. Tap Yo on the shoulder. You think you can get a great match out of Yo Hiromu versus Yo? You think it could be great? Yo is. It's a bit of a question mark for me since he's come back from the injury, but I don't think that there's no one else on the roster where I have the confidence issues. Right. Like, like 99% of that roster, I think, if you give them the tap on the shoulder, say, right, big title match, you're going to main event XYZ show, they will step up. Yep. Uh, Watto is not a guy who, you know, sort of psychologically, he seems like a guy who would get nervous and fuck up rather than being like, yeah, I'm going to step up my game and deliver a great match here. Okay. This is my big chance. I agree. So so now we have 99% of the roster, and we have 1% that we f- don't have the confidence in. Why is he around again? Uh, well, I would say, again, because I think he's a, he's a dojo boy, and the a number of dojo people they've lost for various reasons in recent years, and the lack of talent coming through means unless he is actively removing himself from the company or the business, then he's going to stick around. Yeah. I, I, again, they're not going to get rid of him, to be very clear in that. They're not – there's no discussion of it. There's no – that I've heard. But, but again, I'm playing pro wrestling general manager here. Why am I keeping I this? It's like once things have opened up – I keep saying this. Fingers crossed. <laughs> once travel's back on yeah, and we – Start getting some proper international talent coming over to that junior division. That is going to be sink or swim for Watto because if he can't perform like this day in day out, then he is going to find himself on the undercard forever. Yeah. Whilst guys like Reilly or Clark Connors or Leo Rush or Daniel Garcia or whoever uh, go and eat his lunch, basically. Every one of those names I would take right now over him. Every one of those names. I don't think there's a guy on strong that I would take I, that I want to take over Master Wato, and I don't right, want this. So he's got basically however many months until things open up to get on that level. Otherwise, he's undercard for life. Right, and he had a year's worth of runway. You know what I mean? He's had he's had at least a year, right? over a year of runway to figure it out. And, and the dude ain't figured it out. And again, to be once again to be clear. Uh, my voice just cried. <laughs> it's six o'clock in the morning. Uh, he had a good match with Robbie Eagles to be to to make that point solid. He had a good match with Robbie Eagles. The conversation is okay. Is it good enough for me to think of him as anything other than a guy who is floundering and a guy who I still have no confidence in in a big spot? And if I have no confidence in a big spot. If he's the 1% of the 99% that can, what are we doing with this dude? 
Right, well, let's move on. <laughs> Spend like 40 <laughs> minutes talking about fucking Master Watto. Uh, fifth match was the Hiromi Takahashi comeback match where he beat Doki in 29 minutes, 43 seconds with the time, I think it was the time bomb too, actually. And as you said, let's throw some flowers at Doki here. Whew. Again, setting aside the memes for a second, let's be honest. Not only is, in my opinion, he a legitimately good wrestler, who can absolutely hang with the top guys in big matches. He gets a tap on the shoulder. He is going to fucking put his body on the line to make it a great match. He is one of the the hardest working people. Yep. He does ridiculously unsafe things to entertain us. Yep. That that docky bomb from the top rope where he smashed his elbow into the guardrail. Oh. Holy fuck. I thought he'd broken his arm then. And, and I said on Twitter, he reminds me of 2017 Hiromu when Hiromu was like throwing his body around recklessly uh, for the sake of our entertainment. This was so good, Damon. What a match between these two guys. Like some of the, the Javi uh, style sequences with all the counters and reversals, that was great. The flippy shit was good. The crazy bumps, just tremendous fun. And I'm just thinking like, what can we read into Doki being the guy who was chosen as Hiromu's comeback opponent? And, and I think it's a sign of his growing stature in the company. He's become a fan favorite, a cult favorite. He's not old. He's only 29. Am I am I mad for thinking that there is value in, dare I say it, a docky title push somewhere down the line? I'm not necessarily saying he wins it, but having a challenge at least. Um, we've got a question. Jamie says, Docky impressed me in the match versus Hiromi. Do you think he'll be pushed more off the back of it? Also, do you think he should be pushed? And I, I was speculating maybe one of the things holding him back, he doesn't have the sort of traditional... Bushy Road sort of matinee idol good looks and funky haircut and chiseled body that they usually go for in people they're pushing. He's not a bad looking guy by any means. I mean, I've seen a picture of him without the mask. I think he's, he's a very handsome guy, but huh. just the, the the kind of aesthetic he's got is it's like the shindy sleazeball, isn't it? Which works for him and which I like, but it's not something that screams, yeah, Bushy Road are going to push this guy to the top. But leaving all that to the sides, in ring, it's on point, Damon. I love this. I got no problem with him not only getting opportunities, more opportunities. I would have zero issue, Joel, and I'm saying this right here and now, if you gave him a tiny run with, with the belt. None. I would have no no problem. Doki is, is in my eyes, if not one of, well, one of, if not the most improved guy in my eyes in 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 the past year and a half. I mean, you could argue Cobb. I mean, there's guys you, that are in that argument. Don't get me wrong. But I think Doki is in that mix. And again, you know, debuting as just a guy who was just a, 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 a trash bag who would come in with yeah, a last minute replacement for, was it? Yeah, it was Despy that got injured, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everyone's like, who the fuck is this? This this shindy nobody taking up a spot, right? But here we are, and 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 he's and here's the thing: he's fit in as somebody who's different. He's fit in as somebody who has made himself stand out, if that makes any sense. Uh, and he's and he's a perfect example of a guy who has made the most of his opportunities. Like like that's all that you ask for. Like make the most of your opportunities. I have you put Doki in there with any of those juniors, like he'll ha- I, like I have no question that dude will have a great best of the super juniors. 
great. Uh, because he understands the moment. Now, look, being in the ring with Hiromu doesn't hurt, especially his first match um, where, you know, he's 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 raring to go. He's got more energy than, you know, uh, than anybody else that I know of. He's, you know, he understands the moment. And the some of the shit that he... The, you mentioned that one, you know, that one dive, where his arm just took the brunt of the rail. First of all, they open up the match, and it's ten minutes of getting whipped into the rail. I mean that that's that's not really a, a way I'd want to start a match. Ouch! And, and it just kept going from there and there and there. Uh, again, crazy spots, um, but spots that didn't seem like completely out of place. Like I felt like even the, even the crazier stuff had context within the match. Um, now Doki, I would have no problem. I mean, listen, I'm going to tell you flat out: they've had worse people hold that belt. That's for sure. Um, I would have no problem with him. I, I really wouldn't. Um, and and what that what that d- did and does is it does open up that. You know, to a little bit more options. Not only, and not only with with the singles belt. You know, you find him a decent tag team partner. You mean to tell me we couldn't have a little run with the junior titles, the junior tag titles too? Again, when you have a a a, a piece of the puzzle that that you didn't expect to have, it just opens up so many more options. He's a guy that I, again, do I sit here and say? At this point, oh, I, mean, I, I really, you know, it's not like he's turned into a uh, a tai chi for me in the sense that oh, I'll, I'll 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 watch this match. I'll, I'll go out of my way to watch this match, and, and you know, and if it's on paper, it's. Ex- but he's gotten to that point. Like if you if you told me there would be a, a Hiromo Doki, you know, match rematch thrown on any of these cards, I'd be like, all right, I'm in. Fuck yeah. Um. He's 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 gone from a guy that I completely hand waved to a guy that dare I say gets gets me going, gets my pants down, um, especially in high profile singles matches. I was just going to look up actually what his point tally was in Best of the Super Juniors last year because I know in his first year he only got. One win. I mean, obviously, he was a last-minute replacement. So he got one win, and that was over Renarita. Last year, he got two wins. Over one was over Uemura, and one was over Bushi. So I think for this year's best of Super Junior, he's got to be at least middle of the road, right? Yeah. Yeah. Five. Yeah. Well, so so eight points. Yeah. So four, 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 four wins. I think four wins would be a good, good return for him. Going from one to two to four, I think would be, you know, establish him as a guy who. You know, not necessarily uh, going to be taking the belt anytime soon, but someone that you should take seriously in the division. And, and I think he's earned that. So fair play to him. Well done, Doki. Yep. One of my low-key favorite wrestlers in New Japan at the moment. Agreed. And yeah, there was a huge buzz over this online. Like A lot of people who don't usually watch New Japan, don't tweet about New Japan, were saying, fuck, this is great. Everyone should be watching this. So if you haven't seen it, definitely go out of your way to check it out. So... Let us move on then to preview two big shows this weekend. We Ooh. have 
Card Fight Vanguard Overdress presents I'm sorry. Wrestle Grand Slam in MetLife Dome. Uh, we have night one, Saturday, September the 4th in Saitama in the MetLife Dome. First of all, we had some good news here. The, uh, the, the dark matches on these shows, the stardom special matches, which up to this point had not been uh, televised, had not been on New Japan World, are now going to be shown on New Japan World, yeah. which is really good news because, I mean, you, you imagine the function of these matches is to get uh, New Japan viewers seeing some stardom and thinking, hey, this is really good. I want to check out stardom subscription service or I want to go see some stardom shows. And not having it on New Japan World is a big obstacle for that. And yeah. it's, you know, I understand the sort of political landscape of these TV channels is different. It's uh, NTV, I believe, that have the rights to, to broadcast stardom and they were reluctant to have um, a, a TV Asahi-owned property like New Japan World owning and, and broadcasting something that belonged to them. But it's it's something that's win-win for everyone. You know, um, TVSRE slash New Japan World show the stardom stuff, and then more people end up coming over to NTV. So we had some questions about that. Uh, Welkie says, do you know what obstacles had to be cleared to have the stardom matches on World? And that is my question. Spannerhead says, do you think Bushiroad saw what Cyberfight did with Cyberfight Festival and how uh, Cyberfight are able to have a lot of cross-promotion between their companies, hence why Bushiroad seems to have sorted out the TV rights stuff for stardom to have their matches finally be shown that is my question to add to this question sorry for making it long-winded on the same day of dark match broadcast announcement bushi road slash stardom announced the pay-per-view in osaka joe hall which runs directly against a tokyo joshi pro wrestling pay-per-view uh, tjpw being cyberfight joshi promotion so yeah i i think all of those factors that i just mentioned have gone into this and yeah i dare say bushi road's putting a bit of pressure on ntv to get them to, to see sense and let them show it on New Japan World because it's only going to benefit everyone in the long run. Right. Now, keep in mind that <laughs> picture this scenario. You're you know running a division for a, a network television st- station in Japan or cable or whatever, whatever tier you want to call it, whatever. You, you, you're, you're in charge of the programming and they come up to you and they say, hey, we want to put on this pro wrestling and it's owned by this other company. I don't think they understand the logistics of, oh, it'll help everybody. All they hear is, it's owned by somebody else? No, we're not doing that. So, right, And these are the same companies that are aggressively going after anyone that dare show uh, right. a, a GIF of their company on Twitter. So they're, right. they're just, they, that's not how they operate. Right. It's, and, and again, they don't. I don't think they understand the value of even what they have when it comes to the pro wrestling. They just know, oh, I own this thing i also own all these other this is mine fuck you right right that's really what it comes down to um and they don't even know what they have so um when when the pro wrestling people are having that conversation yes it makes absolute sense let's do it there's no reason not to and then you get a, a person in a suit uh that's making a decision that has no clue just they just know that no, this is mine, and why would I do this? And blah 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 blah. So, uh, once 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 you get that obstacle out of the way, which again, throughout the history of pro wrestling, you have uh, once you get that guy wearing the suit out of the way, uh, nine times out of ten, uh, things run smoothly. But it's that one jerk off uh, who thinks they know, uh, and they have their you know business degree, and they're going to show you how it's done. And uh, they really don't have no fucking clue. So uh, that's all that is. And once you get past that obstacle, and sometimes it's a little bit harder in some some instances. Um, once you get past that, usually it's smooth sailing. 
So our first match is a special tag match, Tiger Mask and Robbie Eagles against Bushi and Hiromi Takahashi. I think this would be a lot of fun. I mean, no titles on the line, but I was I understood why Bushi and Hiromi weren't in the Super Junior Tag League, but their their presence was missed. And I think this is like a nice little uh, kind of apology saying, I'm sorry we weren't in the Super Junior Tag League. Here, have a, a junior tag match on us. So obviously this is to set up the upcoming Eagles and Hiromi match, but um, I... I'm going to be looking at Tiger Mask and Bushi here. I think they might surprise a few people. I know it's only the opening match, but it's not often that they get a chance to perform in a, a feature match at Tokyo Dome. So um, I think this one will be a lot of fun. And I expect the... I don't know, actually. It's hard to predict a winner. You would think that whichever team wins, the other, the guy on the losing team is going to win the singles match. Right. Like the junior. Like, for example, if, if Hiromu's team wins this, then Robbie Eagles is going to retain uh, and vice versa. But... Um, how do you see it going? Um, I think, in my mind, there's no... If Robbie Eagles' team loses, obviously Robbie Eagles is not taking the fall. But I think the, the pro wrestling one-on-one booking would be have the challenger win this tag match so that you know you can do the stare down of, oh, that could have been you, Hiromu, and blah, 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 blah. Uh, just to make the the challenger that much more credible for the the, the next show. So um, I'll by that logic, I will say Eagles uh, and, and will be pulling out the win here. Yeah, I agree. And people sleeping on that Tiger Mask Robbie Eagles team, they were really good in the Junior Tag League. So um, something to look forward to, I think. Second match is a special singles match, Yo versus Show. This one's a surprise. It kind of hasn't had much build. I mean, we nope. had the angle, but it's not like things were sort of bubbling up and on the obviously there were sort of COVID things to worry about, but it's just like they broke up. Oh, surprise, here's the <laughs> the big match. So uh it's a funny one. And and the way it's positioned on the card as well, this is below the uh, KOPW Yano <laughs> Chase Owens match. So that has a stipulation. Uh, Right. Um, so I don't know how I feel about this. I, I mean, for me, if I had the book, the direction would be show just absolutely destroying Yo in about five minutes saying, I'm a heavyweight now, I want in the G1. But uh, I don't necessarily think that is going to be what happens. Uh, but yeah. I, I, they going. do this. This is the one thing that I feel like they missed a boat on sometimes. Like, and this might be me talking about it from a pro wrestler, a westernized pro wrestling perspective. When they have breakups and they have people leaving factions and leaving tag teams, the next match is a match that has to be, and it can end in a DQ. It can end in any, you know, a screwy job, whatever. But it's got to, I just burped by that. It's got to be something that is, that 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 shows the emotion of Yo getting fucked over, and he's not going to take it, right? Yeah, something that was noticeably absent in the Sanada Evil right. match, right? Exactly. Like if they go into a fucking armbar, I'm going to lose my shit. You know what I mean? Like this is not a place. Collar to- and elbow tie up. Right. Test the strength. <laughs> They that they gotta go fucking swinging, like yo. Here's what happened: the tag team that you have been in for the past 
how many years has is no longer because the guy that you trusted and leaned on and thinks you're the weak link and have been dragging him down from a professional standpoint. So much so that he was willing to leave you laying in the middle of the ring and not help you as you were getting double teamed uh, and fucked you over. You pissed off at that? You angry with that? Okay, don't grab an armbar. Punch him in the fucking face. Right? Like, I don't understand. Like, this should be a bigger thing, a more heated thing. Like, they don't, that's one thing they just miss the boat on a lot, I feel like. Um, and again, if you're going to have a wacky stipulation match, I mean, maybe not the first match they have, right? You build to that wacky match, that wacky blow off, whether it's a cage or whether it's a uh, no DQ match or whether it's whatever. Like the first match, you know, maybe show gets the upper hand by cheating. Who knows, right? And maybe this is what we're seeing. And I got a strange feeling, though. It's going to be they're going to have a match. Show beats him, right? Pins him with, you know, something legitimate and then gets on a mic and says, I want to be in G1, throws down the mic. That's what we're going to see. And I'm like, you. This is pro wrestling. We can do a lot more with this than what you're doing. And again, it might be Western pro wrestling guy talking, but that just seems like a no fucking brainer. And I don't know why they don't do more of it. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates. It's all just a shot in the dark until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy Slab Packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club Slab Pack, and, and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards and yeah you can open it and look it's going to be junk you're you, you know what i mean like you know what you're probably going to get in those maybe you find that fun and sometimes i do sometimes i like just opening up cards and saying oh, hey look at some random cards or whatever but if you're really in this game to to find value and find particular cards it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs and it ends up being you know almost nothing you know nothing of value not with arena club you can display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading, so you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your polls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling, and you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 
10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W net. Arenaclub.com slash V-O-W net for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Okay, let's talk about the third match then, which is the provisional KOPW 2021 No DQ I Quit match. Oh, right. Between Chase Owens and Yano. I mean, shouldn't that be flipped? I just, I'm just saying. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, wait. I, I have a question before we do that. Uh, John asks, show or yo, which one is Janetti? Uh-huh. Yo. Yo is Janetti, right? We're clear on that, right? Yo is Janetti. Yeah, I think show has definitely the, the higher ceiling. But uh, I, don't, I don't want to write off yo, but from what I saw when he had his big title match against El Desperado, wasn't great. Uh, and admittedly, that was after Despi had been suffering from COVID. So maybe not entirely his fault, but I will need to see something special from Yo on Saturday to stop me from thinking he's the Genetti. This is going to be a big match for him, right? Because if he's if he if he winds up being a Genetti, what do you what do you do with him after this is after this one match feud is done? You know what I mean? I I know we talked about it last week, but boy. What the fuck do you do with Yo at that point? You know what you do. <laughs> Yo, Master Watto. Right. <laughs> you nailed it. You nailed it. Okay, so this uh, Yano versus Chase Owens match. Am yeah. I a complete idiot for thinking this could be good? Just because the way it's been built has leaned towards it being more serious. Do you think this? I'm fooling myself, and this is just going to be like comedy ha-has? Because I'm just—I think the fact that this is a third match in a, a, a Tokyo Dome card, you know, third match on the top, no less. They might try something a bit more serious here. Nuzzled, 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 nuzzled between Show and Yo first match feud, and what's the match after? Okada against Cobb. You got yourself Comedy Central, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Get ready for the ha-ha's. <laughs> right? Because this is the thing, like, Yano, once a year, he will have a serious match. Like, he'll go up against, like, Ishii the G1 or something, and then he will do, like, proper wrestling, and everyone will lose their shit because they just love to see it because it's unexpected. I think if he does that here, and they actually have a serious match, it could go down really, really well. But I'm, you never know... Well, the <laughs> the numbers don't lie, and they spell disaster for my hopes of getting a serious match here at uh, Wrestle Grand Slam. Uh, no DQ. What is the what are the steps? No DQ and what? I quit match. Uh, do you think we're going we're going into Tully Tully Blanchard Magnum TA world? The I quit match. <laughs> Um, no. Refresh my memory, please. Oh, sure. Yeah, uh, maybe one of the mo- yeah at the time maybe one of the most violent. Uh, matches uh, a Starcade fighting over the U.S. title, uh, a blood feud between Magnum T.A. and Tully Blanchard for the U.S. title. Uh, I quit match. One of the first I quit matches I remember seeing, uh, and I remember being like, "Holy shit, they're killing each other!" Uh, it ended with uh, a spike, a, a piece of a chair, a wood chair that was turned into almost like a like a like a 
a shiv that was being dug into Tully Blanchard's eye. And and the the, the one thing is, is they would drag in the house mic, you know, because you had to see I quit. So they'd be pounding on each other. Say it. And they'd shove the microphone in their face and he'd be like, no. And it was so uh, very dramatic. I would I would definitely recommend watching that uh, I Quit match if you haven't for those who want to watch a little old schooly wrestling. Um, I don't think we'll even uh, come. To, I don't even think we'll sniff the uh, the levels of Magnum Tully with uh, Chase and Iano I Quit match. That's for sure. I'll guarantee you that. Maybe it'll be like uh, the Rock versus Mankind I Quit match where we'll have share uh, shots. Chase Owens absolutely fucking caving Yano's head in with unprotected <laughs> chair shots. That was crazy. That was, I mean, Mick Foley was just fucking. I mean, look, look, I mean, I hate to say it, but he's paying the price for all that shit now. That's for sure. I mean, what do you have? Two hip replacements. And, you know, he even admits like he, there are times where he can't even fucking remember where his keys are, let alone, you know, anything. It was just, oh, man. Those, that was one of, one of the most brutal chair shots, man. Unprotected, hands behind his back, right? How many were there? Like eight, nine, ten? Yeah. And then you watch that. Was it Beyond the Mat? I can't remember. It was one of these. Beyond the Mat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And he's going like he he was trying to get Rock to stop, but he couldn't. <laughs> right. He right. couldn't communicate that effectively. Yeah, because he had his kids at ringside, didn't he? And his family. <laughs> yeah, Chloe. What was it? Or was it, what's her name? Is it Chloe the kid? But she's now an adult. I mean, she's twenty something years old now. Um. Yeah, yeah, that that documentary was pretty good. I remember uh, watching it. Um, and then they were backstage, and Rock and and and, and even fully went up to him and said, "Yo, Rock, that was a, a lot of shots there, brother." <laughs> Rock's like, "Oh, I didn't know. I you know, I was just laying them in." I was like, Ooh. "Oh God, yeah, Woo-wee. good times." Pro Not wrestling. what we're going to be getting here between Toriano and Chase Holmes. Oh, well, maybe gonna... we'll see. There's a, a, the little optimistic part of me hopes that this is a serious match, but uh, I wouldn't. Better cartwheel on it. Uh, okay, then fourth match is a special singles match with Kazuchika Okada versus Jeff Cobb. So Okada has the last two wins in the, their previous two singles matches, both with his uh, little jackknife pin thingy. So you would expect here Jeff Cobb to get a, a big dominant win, maybe leading to a, a rubber, rubber, rubber match in the G1, possibly. Um, well, how are you seeing this going? Well, if... We are speculating a solid Jeff Cobb run in G1, which I think a lot of people are. To get to the final. How good would that be? Jeff well, how Cobb. good? Jeff Cobb versus Naito final. How good, right? Like, I kind of want a dominant Jeff Cobb in G1. Uh, if we're talking that, it would make sense to, 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 to kickstart that thought in people's heads with a little little dominant win here at MetLife, right? Against a big name. I would I would do it. I would I would definitely do it. Um if again we want to, we want Jeff Cobb to go deep, yeah, why not why not start it off here? Get get people's minds into that mode of Jeff Cobb's a serious fucking player. I I would do it. I would definitely do it. And our main event is the IWGP US Heavyweight Championship match with the new champion Hiroshi Tanahashi defending against Kota Ibushi. So uh, a very star, a starry, a, a, a good <laughs> rivalry between these two. Uh, lots of tremendous matches between the pair of them. 
And now, yeah, like I said, I, I fully expected Tanahashi to be winning that US title to bring it back just for spots like this. So you can headline a B show. Um, yeah, it's like the... So originally, the IC title was your secondary title to give to the main eventers who weren't doing anything to headline right. B shows. Right. Then they merged that with a heavyweight title and the Never title became fulfilling that function and then that got stuck on jay white in the u.s so they had to get tanahashi to do a rescue mission to go to the states and bring the u.s title back so we, this is like the third belt in less than 12 months fulfilling this function yeah uh, but here we are uh tanahashi versus ibushi probably going to be great i mean we're, we're propping ibushi into a tokyo dome main event yet again uh fully expect the program to deliver i mean tanahashi knocked it out of the park with shingo however many weeks ago that was um this is probably going to be great I'm not really sure who's going to win this. I mean, the, the story has been uh, that Ibushi has surpassed Tanahashi. So, I mean, I guess I'll go with that. Ibushi probably sh- should win here, shouldn't he? I think that I, I, I'll say maybe, right? I, I really don't know. Um, like, I'm trying to think of, like, other logic that would help me pick a winner in the sense of, okay, Whoever wins, you would expect them to eventually take a flight back to the United States, right? And I think Tanahashi is a guy that is more likely to have that happen than Ibushi. Agreed? Well, don't let the golden lovers truth is here you say that, Damon. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm just I, – I think that might be the case. And again, they've already talked about it ad nauseum. Um about Tanahashi showing up on AEW and all that shit, right? I think that's kind of where I think Tanahashi wins, right? I don't. Here's the thing, because I don't think you can get Abushi on a plane. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Do you trust that man alone in the United States? I wouldn't. No, well, I, I don't think this belt's going back to the states. Oh, I think they're to. keeping it here as their secondary singles title. But, it, but why do they need that in the states? They got the Never title and the Strong title over there. Because the, because that's the belt that. That will be on AEW. That's the belt that they're going to defend. You know, one one match, two matches. I mean, they they tried to line it up for the the Chicago pay per view uh, this week, right? I mean, originally it was going to be Archer and 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 Tanahashi, but they couldn't make the logistics work. Tanahashi's going is going to be on AEW with with the title. Nah, he's not losing it. But he's going to be, he's going to wrestle on AEW soon, right? Don't you think? Um, Yeah, probably. I mean, it does look like Tanahashi versus Moxley is a match that is inevitable at this point. I don't know whether that is going to be in the blue ring or whatever color the AEW ring is, but uh, it does seem like something that both companies are keen on. Yeah. And here's the thing, too. That company has so much going on right now. Between Punk, which I'm thoroughly enjoying it, just FYI, thoroughly enjoying, um, and 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 I'm hyped for their, their their show too. That's that's a that's a fucking solid show. Uh, that aside, they got that. They got uh, uh, D. Bry, as we like to say, yeah. right right in their back like pocket. Adam Cole's going over as well. Adam Cole. I mean, you're not bringing a Bushi in 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 that mix. You know what I mean? Like if you're gonna if 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 there's going to be some kind of reunion, some kind of and again, I'm not even saying that there is. I'm not even saying that 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 we're doing that. I'm not even saying that that's even in the cards, 
I don't even know if those issues have been resolved. Um, you're not doing that now. Why would you? Why would you? That's to me. That's a that's a big time program, and and a big. And maybe I'm more in the weeds with it, so it would mean more to to me and people like us and listening to this podcast. Um, than a casual AEW fan, it might not really resonate as strongly. But I think it's a big program that you do not do with everything else that they have going on right now. Yeah, they don't need it at the moment. And right. I'm looking at, like, for example, the fact that they've sent Kojima to uh, fight against Moxley, which I understand why that's not going to excite the, the casual AEW fan, given the absolutely stat roster they've got right now. But, I mean, I guess the intention there is to get uh, hopefully Japanese fans watching Dynamite and hopefully converting them, or not or Dynamite, whatever it shows on, All Out, is it? Oh, and well, getting yeah. Japanese eyeballs on uh, AEW. Yeah. So that match, that's, that's not really for New Japan fans or uh, AEW fans, really, is it? No. I mean, it's it's a match to give Mox something to do. And who knows what it leads to, you know? Who knows what it leads to? But it's, yeah, I mean, right now, the, they don't need it. They don't need anything like that. They're, they're, they have shit in their back pocket right now that will last them well into the new year. You know what I mean? Like of all the people that are that are that are moving there, they got they got shit that'll last them at least to the beginning of next year, and then we'll see what happens. Okay, well let's move on to uh, night two of Wrestle Grand Slam. This is uh, Sunday, September the fifth, and yeah, I mean we do have these opening matches, Stardom special matches, but we're not going to cover them because I wouldn't be able to do it justice. There are people who are more knowledgeable than us out there who can break down these matches, so. Um, well, let's go straight on to the first match, which is a special tag match with Tomohiro Ishii and Kazuchika Okada versus Great Okan and Jeff Cobb. So how do you see this one playing out? Again, if we're trying to make Empire strong, I'm, I'm, I, think they need, I think they need a win, right? I think they need a win. I think that team needs a win. I think that team needs to be... Re, I don't want to say elevated, but just again a little bit polished up a little bit. Um, so I would go with United Kingdom, United Empire. <laughs> Did United I say Kingdom? Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Empire. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah. It would be cool to see Great Okan getting the big, big win here. Yeah, um, he needs it. But that said, I mean Ishii has got this Jay White change. I don't think that matters really. I mean nah. Ishii's Teflon, so. Uh, yeah, I would like to see Great Okan picking up the win here. Uh, second match then is the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match. The champions, El Fantasma and Taiji Ishimori, defending against the challengers, the Super Junior Tag League winners, Kanemaru and Desperado. Again. Again. Um, I think Bullet Club are retaining because I think they're taking it over to the States and I think they're going to feud over it over there with... Taguchi and Rocky Romero. I think there's going to be a mega coaches feud stateside, which I think, uh, right. I think would be cool. Yep, yep. But uh, all four of those guys, if I'm not mistaken, are scheduled for the tour, Texas, Philly. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think uh, Bullet Club retain uh, just by looking at the tea leaves uh, in the future. Third match is the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championship three-way match. The champions, Dangerous Techers, defending against the challengers, Sanada and Naito, and Yoshihashi and Goto. So Mark says, Ooh. 
The tag triple threat seems an odd choice. Is this a high-profile match reward for Yoshihashi's good work this past year? Uh, Joby1 says, Goto and Sox teaming up to go after the tag belts feels like a troll job at this point. Is there a reason why New Japan refuses to team just Goto and Ishii? Uh, <laughs> I, I'm excited by this. I, I, I'm more, I'm happier to see this triple threat than another Dangerous Techers LIJ match because I, I like all three teams involved in this. I think Goto and Yoshihashi are a really good team. They've yeah. impressed me on the past 12 months. I think they deserve a spot here. Usually I'm not keen on multi-man uh, or multi-team tag matches, the three ways. But I think this one could be really good, actually. I think it opens up a little bit more options for all three teams to do some creative, fun stuff. Which they've done in the Never Six-Man title matches yep. as well. So they are used to having uh, six wrestlers in the ring doing exciting, crazy sequences. Yeah, yeah. I think, honestly, to me, this feels like a, a match where they just, you know, it's not a multi-man tag match. It's a multi-team tag match, um, but it feels like the same kind of dynamic to me, right? And in the past, it's they, those matches have been really fun for the Never Six Man title. So, yeah, I mean, I don't. Are people bitching and moaning that it's a that it's a three way dance? Um, I think it's casual fans who haven't really been watching much Yoshihashi are looking and saying, oh, why is Weakling. Yoshihashi in this? Yeah, well, then they're, yeah, they should be, yeah. I mean, watch the product. Yeah, watch wrong. the show. Yeah. yeah, watch the show. I mean, you, the, he deserves to be there. Um, I think the match would be good. I, again, I just don't – and they usually don't. You know, people complain, well, it's – you know, one two teams are in, the other team takes the powder. You know, then they hit their spot, and then you know, then the, the next two. You know, I don't think you're going to have that crazy that dynamic that you usually would have in singles triple threat matches. Um, the 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 idea of, of those. No, I think it'd be fun. I think the, I think uh, I think it has the opportunity to be f- really good, actually, and it's placed pretty decent on the on the show. It's got a little. Uh, this could be good. I'm I'm kind of digging it actually. I'm I'm into it. And our fourth match is the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match. Robbie Eagles defending against Hiromi Takahashi. This will be great. It will be great. Yeah. It's going to be tremendous. And I would like to see Robbie retain. I'm not convinced that he will, but I think Hiromi chasing for a bit longer would be a smart thing to do personally. And I like Robbie Eagles as a champion. I think he, he he's doing a very good job being a, a prestigious holder of that belt and elevating it by having great matches week in, week out, whether that's in tag action with uh, Tiger Mask or just having random singles matches against Master Watto. I agree with what you're saying. Um, but Hiromo's your top guy. And your top guy gets, gets the title. Um. And I think a chase for Hiromu takes him down a little bit of a peg. I think he's your top guy. He's a he's a cornerstone of the promotion. I don't think there's any harm in him winning the belt out of the gate. Um, and I look at the card, and it's like, okay, so who's winning titles? Who's losing titles? Who's keeping titles? And I don't see many titles changing hands, but here's a definite one where I I would say if because of all that, 
this this is this, this, you, you're going to have a new champion here. I at least I would anyway. And our main event is the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship match with the uh, champion Shingo's fully recovered from COVID. Defending against the challenger, Evil. Uh, hey, guys, it's me, James. Says, how much money would it cost me to put Doki in the Wrestle Grand Slam main event instead of Evil? Uh, David, I do not care about this match in the slightest. I don't think there's much chance of Evil winning. And I don't think the match is going to be very good. I'm, I'm sorry, but I've not seen enough from Evil since he's he's had this heel turn for me to say, oh, yeah, he's going to deliver in the uh, Tokyo Dome main event. Oh, sorry, not Tokyo Dome. Save it I may up, have yeah. said Tokyo Dome, the Sabre Dome. But, uh, yeah. How are you feeling? Um, probably in the same boat as you. Uh, look, if they both have their working shoes on, this could be a, a very good match. My my thought process is, though, it could be a great match that's going to be shit upon by outside in. Here's here's what I here's what I feel in my bones. Great match. Main event, you're into it. Then you're going to have that bubble of ref bumps, interference, bullshit. Somebody's going to try and thwart the other, and you know. Then you know, Red Shoes finally wakes up and says, "All right, you're out of here, Bullet Club. Ooh, go!" Uh, and you know, then they get back to five minutes of the finish. Um. I wouldn't I, mind if they did that. Like, if they get all the Dick Togo shit out of the way, because it, it's going to be there. Right? It's going no, to be there, make, yes. Yeah. But if they get that out of the way and let the pair of them have, you know, closing five minutes, a clean closing five minutes that's worthy of the main event of a Dome show, then I will be I will, I'll be more inclined to look favorably upon this. Yeah. I'm going to say that, like, if you want to do that in the middle of a show – you want to do that you know i i hate to say that the era of doing that in a new japan heavyweight championship title match is over or you know it it it, it, it it's going to happen that's what's disappointing is that i know that in something that is this is this is the end of two nights. This has to end on a climatic note. And in any way where you're fucking with that, it bothers me. And and add to the fact that it's evil that oof. Like Shingo's my only hope in this, right? Like seriously, Shingo is is it. If Shingo and 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 I'm putting all my hopes on a guy who has is recovering from COVID, and who knows how serious it was, and who knows how how what stamina he has, and how hard he can go, and how and and if we're seeing 100% Shingo, right? I'm putting all of my hopes for a last match, two nights on this, where again I'm already conceding the fact that. I'm going to get plenty of bullshit. Uh, we might be coming back here next week and shitting on a main event. 
I hate to say it, but boy, again, but these are, I will say this too. These are the, the moments where they completely reverse it and they blow us out of the fucking water. Right. This, this is, this is. Yeah. And to be fair, like the, uh, stadium show, is it the Jingu one they did with Naito and Evil? That was pretty good. Uh, okay. It was okay. Look, they, they, there's a lot working against this match. There's a lot working against this match where I have a lot of doubts, and that is that is what is is tempering my my excitement levels. Like if it, if there was none of the history of of what I've seen in the past from Evil and Bullet Club and all that shit, okay, I'd be a lot more excited. Even though it feels like this is a match I've seen a lot of, whatever. But now we're adding that. Again, we're adding the fact that we don't know how how recovered Chingo is, what effects COVID had on him. Um, I don't know. I'm, 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 I hate to say this, but I'm watching this match to see how they get out of it, how that doesn't happen. That's how I'm watching this match, and that's not the greatest way to watch a pro wrestling match, especially, again, last match, major show. I'm watching it to say, how how are you not going to fuck me over here? Overall, I would say these cars look pretty good. I'm, I'm looking forward to these shows. How are you feeling? Um, there, there's, yes, I'm looking forward to them. I don't think that there's any buzz for any of this, though. No, I think that's fair. Um, but actually, having said that, another little thing to be excited about. We may get, and I'm not 100% sure about this, but we may get G1 announcements on these shows. Yeah. So, I mean, the only question marks for me are whether Hinare and Bad Luck Farley can make it over. And if they don't make it over, we're looking at possibly two spots. Uh, a lot of people getting excited about that, thinking, oh, you know, they might be bringing some outsiders, some independent talent from maybe other Japanese promotions. Uh, you, you're getting rid of Destiny, aren't we? <laughs> uh, the that's that's one thing too. Like when they announce those names, th- that's either going to get people pumped up for the rest of the show, or it's going to put a fucking wet blanket on the show too. Like when they announce those things, imagine if it's what you just proposed, and now we're going into evil and Shingo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, ooh, it's going to be some tough fucking sled in there, right? But if there's yeah, it names, seems like they've tried to have some something exciting in all the G1 nights in recent history. Like 2019, they put in Shingo and Osprey and John Moxley was in it, and 2020, even with all the COVID stuff, the big hype surprise was that they managed to get. JY and Jeff Cobb and Juice and Will Ospreay in the country in time for the G1. So do you think that they've got something up their sleeve? I hope so. I hope so. They can't be that tone deaf. They can't be that blind to the situation. I there 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 are there are smarter people there that that than that. So yes, I'm going to say, and I don't know. I have not had anybody give me any word of any new names, outsiders, what have you. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that they do because, again, the last thing you want is people online 
shitting on the fact that G1 announcements are there and they are boring as fuck. I live in uh, hope more than expectation for those. Um, let's talk about New Japan Strong. So this was Strummer Summer Strong USA last Friday, August 27th. Uh, oh, also big news coming from Strong. They're moving to 8 slash 7C, which like, what is that? All right, Tell so me in American language. In America. Saturday starting uh, 9 slash 18. What, what is this? What do these numbers mean? <laughs> I'm going to explain. So uh, the United States is, covers a, a large span of land, Joel. And what they're saying is, is that the first number is usually Eastern. So I'm in the Eastern time zone. We have four time zones in the United States. Eastern, Central. We have three or four. I think we have, I don't even know. Hmm. I'm meeting a buddy man, too. Um, Anyway, you, you don't understand it. I do. What do you mean? I don't understand it. The first number is Eastern. <laughs> it's eight Eastern, nine Central. Right? There's an hour difference, right? Okay. So is this a good thing that they've changed the time? No, it's Saturday night. Who the fuck's watching pro wrestling on a Saturday night? <laughs> <laughs> right. So some strong at USA. Yeah, we open up with the Stray Dog Army: Barrett Brown, Mysterioso, and Bateman defeating the DKC Adrian Quest and Wheeler Utah. Nine minutes twenty six seconds. Bateman pinned the DKC with This Is A Kill. Uh, Straight Dog Army, they need to clock up wins like this. I think it's always good to have an undercard heel unit. Uh, Mysterioso is a bit of a strange addition, but a fun one, I think, to help sort of mix things up a bit stylistically. Second match was Carl Fredericks defeating Alexander James in 9 minutes 37 seconds with the MD. Honestly, I thought Alexander James got more out of this match than than Carl did. Um, I'm looking at this Carl Fredericks versus Will Ospreay match coming up at Autumn Attack and late September and thinking that one, I need to see a big performance from Spicy Car there. Mm. And main event was Chris Dickinson, Brody King, Leo Rush, Juice Robinson defeating Team Filthy, uh, Roy Sizek, Jarrell Nelson, Chad Kratos, Tom Lawler. Chris Dickinson pinned Jarrell Nelson after 40 minutes, 24 seconds. I oh, know he, he uh, made him submit with an STF, I think. Uh, <laughs> this is really fun. Again, I always love these multi-man tag matches. I thought Leo Rush was particularly good here. I liked him sort of scuttling around like a spider. I thought he linked up really well with Brody King, making Filthy Tom chase him around. And actually, I thought the Juice and Tom Lawler segments were really good as well. So uh, I know we've been shitting on Juice Robinson a lot recently, but I think there would be um, good value in Juice against Filthy Tom as just a, a, a dominant win for Filthy Tom to bump up his uh, stature in the company. Yeah. And I think West Coast Wrecking Crew, again, they're looking more and more like a good fit in Team Filthy. And there was a really good post-match angle as well with Hikuleo and Juice Robinson, where Hikuleo attacked Juice and smashed him through a table, setting up a, a tables match in future weeks. Yeah. Uh, Chris says, I like Filthy Tom, but the strong title seems weak. Is he feuding with Chris Dickinson? Is he feuding with Leo Rush? Is there a title defense that they're building towards? Do you agree that the strong title is the worst book title in the company at this point in time? Uh, I disagree with that. I think yeah. it, that's that's a bit extreme. I'm, the next challenger is Leo Rush, and I'm looking forward to that match. I thought I think they're building up to it well. They've put it over in strong on this episode. They had a lot of stuff going on between Filthy Tom and Leo Rush. They're setting up well, like Leo can use his speed and agility to make Tom chase him and, and wear him down and tire him out, and then you know jump on him when he's vulnerable. So I think they've done a, a pretty good job with that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a brand new title. You got to give it some slack. Um, it'll, it'll, and it's hard because they book like four weeks of TV in one shot. So it's, you know, not the easiest thing to have that congruency. Um, I was thinking in my head, man, 
wouldn't it be great to have some of these guys coming over for a G1? But obviously that's not going to happen because, what, 99% of those guys that you mentioned are booked for the Phillies and the, and the uh, Dallas shows. So, um, yeah, uh, it's just, that's phew, such a shame what's happening, but it is what it is. They're going to make the most of it. So, and and Leo Rush, he's not retiring, right? Can we be very clear with that? <laughs> that's that that's not happening, right? It seems unlikely to me. Okay, all right. Just so everybody's clear. All right, very good. Um, what else we got? We got a big show coming up. We've got a barbecue brawl this what? Friday, September the third. <laughs> have a look at this lineup, Damon. We have three singles matches. Josh Alexander versus Daniel Garcia, which I can't fucking wait for. I think that's yeah. going to be tremendous. Ray Horace versus TJP, which I think will be really good fun as well. And Matt Morris versus Hikaleo. So I think that's a, a tasty little lineup there. I get it. Barbecue bash, tasty lineup. I see what you did there. Nice one. Good. Professional broadcaster. Uh, yeah. Mere all week. Tippy <laughs> bartenders. What? Uh, yes. Very nice. Good card. I, I like that. Um what else we got? Give me a couple of questions so we can wrap this thing up so I can go to work. Uh, Autumn Attack tapings on September 25th and 26th. We have uh, Minoru Suzuki versus Fred Rosser, Ooh. Will Ospreay versus Carl Fredericks, and Team Filthy versus Suzuki Gun, Leo Rush versus Taiji Ishimori. Ooh. I'm into these. I've yeah. seen. What, what do you think about Suzuki versus Fred Rosser? Because I can't <laughs> wait for that. I think that's going to be great. Me too. I'm fucking. Pop- I mean, again, who would have thought? We would have uh, seen that, but yeah, I want to see. I want to see what happens there. I'm very curious. Very curious. Suzuki's doing a nice little tour. He's he's working. Uh, he's working what GWC shows, and he's working you know, the strong stuff. And then he's going over to England. I think it's that I see. Yeah, he's doing it right. He's he's getting he's getting a nice little tour in. He's on. He's going. Philly should be nice too. Philly's got a stack. Uh, I mean, we don't know any matches, but Philly's looking pretty good there too, uh, with all the talent that's going to be there. So uh, excited to see everyone there. Uh, I don't. And before everybody asks, I don't know. Like meetup, uh, we're not doing a meetup, are we, Joel? Uh, that is up to you, my friend. Uh, <laughs> I take no part in that. No one's ever going to see me ever again. Oh, <laughs> I want a hologram. I want a hologram of Joel. Uh, I don't. I mean, here's the problem. I don't know, and I don't know how people are comfortable with it. You know, I don't know. I mean, you're you are going to be sitting in an arena, so you know, at that point, like what you know. You know, it is what it is. Uh, I don't. I, let's let's put it this way. I don't know yet. I don't know what what that'll look like. It might just look like, hey, I'm at the bar. If you want to come, fucking over. I don't care. Um, show me your vaccine card. <laughs> um, we'll figure it out. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if there'll be anything official. I don't. Think, I don't know if I have the energy for that. We'll see. Well, maybe maybe as we get closer. I will, but um, as of right now, it's going to be loosey goosey. Stay, stay tuned for updates. How about that? Multiverse A says, "Which match are you most looking forward to on Suzuki's tour of America?" Also, who would you like to see Minoru Suzuki face that currently isn't on his list, and why is it Josh Alexander? Look, I dare say Suzuki's going to get to plenty of matches while he's over there. But yeah, yeah the Fred Rosser match looks very tasty to me. Uh, last thing for you, Damon. Any hot takes on the upcoming Yotosuji versus Screwface Ahmed match in <laughs> Sheffield for Red Throw. <laughs> Screwface. Look, sounds like, uh, sounds like somebody you would uh, hang out with back in the day, right, Joel? Back in your uh, hooligan football days. I think I went to school with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
look, I bet you school Screwface, Screwface, Screwface is pumped, right? He's he's talking it up at the pub. Yeah. Uh, I I'm going to be very honest with you here. I have no fucking idea what Screwface is all about. So maybe today I'll do a little homework and look up some Screwface matches and see what what we're in, we're in for here. Yeah, uh, this time next week you're going to be eating a massive L and Screwface Ahmed is going to be your new favorite wrestler in the world. <laughs> I I'll tell you what. Can somebody send me a compilation? Can someone send me a uh, a uh, best of Screwface? That's his name, Screwface. Yeah, Screwface Ahmed. I mean, that means fuckface, doesn't it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> doesn't I don't know what Screwface means. Screw to me, Screwface means fuckface, and fuckface is not a good thing. Imagine being a wrestler being called Fuckface Jones. That's not good. Nobody wants that. I think He's- that was the gimmick they were going to give to Watto originally before they settled <laughs> on the way to the Grandmaster thing. Yeah. Fuck face, Kawato. Fuck face. <laughs> all right. All right. Listen, I got work to do, Joel. I'm a very important yeah. person. Um, I cannot be uh, just talking pro wrestling. I have. I have. Sorry, Antonio. We, we don't have time. Um, let's do it, Antonio. We, like, we can get for nearly two hours. You, you want to squeeze in Antonio? Yeah, let's squeeze in Antonio. He had a rough week, from what I understand. He had a rough week. So let's uh, let's get, let's get the Antonio in and uh, and uh, get that out of the way. I can't remember what his question Oh, come on. <laughs> really? <laughs> I've got two questions from him in my notes here. So I, did, I write them all down. So the first one I've got here, let me read both of them. I'm going to ask first, this, so I'm going to ask this again, since you didn't, you guys didn't understand first question. Okay. Thoughts on Evil Push and why it failed, in your opinion, okay. uh, because the matches were shit. Second question, thoughts on the bad period that New Japan, ROH, CMLL, and NXT are facing, especially New Japan and NXT. And who you guys out of those four will turn around and who will not turn around? That's my second question. So, oh. why did the evil push fail? And New Japan, ROH, CMLL, NXT, which one do you think will bounce back? Okay, let's start with evil first. Evil failed because um, he was a guy that before that point was, was just a middle of the road guy. And he was a guy that when he had challenges to the title, no one believed he was a credible challenger at the point. Uh, even with G1 wins and stuff like that, you know, over over you know Okada, uh, just the positioning of where the shows took place, they weren't going to drop the title. Okada dropped the title, uh, you know, the show before the Tokyo Dome. So, again, he was put in a position to be a guy that, again, uh, a place filler f- for a challenge to get to a dome. Um, so, for that two week span. When Evil turns on Lij wins G one, he was he was red hot. People were excited. Uh, you know, it wasn't like people were shitting on it at that point. They were pretty excited, and then he wins the title. Um, and people, no, but how did what, what happened, Joe? Help me off, refresh my memory. What the fuck happened? He, he turned. So he won. Yeah, he won the New Japan Cup. New Japan Cup. I'm sorry. And then uh, at the end of the after the New Japan Cup final, he turned on Naito. Right. And then in uh, Dominion the next night when he was wrestling Naito, that's it. Uh, Dick Togo made his that's debut. It. I got, got a little confusing there. So and then, okay, so now he's the champion, a guy who, who again, was never looked at as a champion. Now he's a champion. 
which again, people were like, oh, you know, this that was the first time in a long time where we had a champion that people didn't feel like deserved to be a champion. Okay. Now add the interference, the fucking screwy shit with the Bullet Club, the, the all that shit that we bitch and moan about all the time. You add that on top of it. Matches weren't that great. Matches were pretty shitty, actually. Disappointing. And uh, away you went. That's that's why evil failed. Thank you. Uh, who's what, what's, what's what's happening with the companies? Uh, out of the four companies, New Japan, ROH, CMLL, NXT. Which ones do you think will bounce back? Um, I think pro wrestling goes in cycles, right? Um, and a lot of those companies that you mentioned depend upon live gates, people showing up at arenas for their revenue. And when that revenue dries up, it's tough sledding, right? So the, 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 the companies that are succeeding have TV contracts and, you know, multi-million dollar TV contracts to help float. Um, so they can run shows, tape it, broadcast it, and still find a way to 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 squeeze out some money. Now, over atop of that, their live shows are now coming back, and they're able to capitalize on that. Um, so, like a, a Ring of Honor and stuff like that. Listen, they're always going to have their 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 pockets of fans, but it's hard when you can't have live events. And now that live events are coming back. Hopefully they'll be in better position. Uh, WWE NXT they, they they shot themselves in the foot. I mean, they they tried to be one thing and then they changed their mind and and cut a lot of great talent and are still in the process of cutting great talent and changing their philosophies and that that's where they are. Um, New Japan they'll bounce back. I mean, again, COVID is is a big issue. And and let's be honest here in the United States, I'm I'm super excited for all the stuff that New Japan's putting on. So yeah, I you know it. A, a worldwide pandemic can, can fuck up plans. Let's put it that way, Antonio. You'd also like to know what I think about Ronaldo going to Man United. I think uh, it's a bit of a square peg in a round hole. He will he'll score lots of goals, I'm sure. You know, you can probably count him for a good 15, 20 goals. But I'm worried he might, well, not worried, but I think he will upset the balance of that team. You know, people that that team has been built to get the best out of, guys like Bruno Fernandes or, or Paul Pogba, even guys like... Um, you know, Marcus Rashford or, or Mason Greenwood, it might upset the apple cart there because he is a big personality. He's going to expect everything to revolve around him. So I think uh, he may uh, cause a bit more trouble than it's worth. But we'll see. I'm excited. I think it's uh, an interesting time. Anyway, is he the most? Is he the most handsome man on planet Earth? Uh, no, that is me, actually. Oh, good point. All right, let's wrap it right. up. Uh, Redtable.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash j dash cast. Give us money so we can keep doing the podcast. Esther! Yay! <laughs> uh, she was good today. She was very good today. I didn't hear a peep out of her today. No. Esther, come here. Come to daddy. Uh, at Cobra Kawaii and com forward slash super j cast. Big thank you to Editor Dan. You find him on Twitter at lousyhero219. Big album coming out. To the... Big album? Yeah. Yeah. What September twenty fourth, right? September twenty fourth, uh, big album coming out for from Escape the Box. So uh, you know you can pre order it on your uh, uh, iTunes and uh, you know streaming services. We get it right in the queue. Uh, help Dan out. Twenty fourth. It looks like uh, I could have the date wrong, but around there. Look, look, look. Escape the Box. You know, you, you know where to find them on uh, yeah, Spotify. Escape the Box UK on Twitter. There you go. Check them out. There you good, go. Good stuff coming. 
subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling podcast network for other great shows. Give us a five-state review on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at the Super J Thank you, everyone, for listening. And bye-bye. Esther, say bye-bye. Bye-bye.